When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. We're talking players who benefit the most from their trade. Then we've got uh, Major League Baseball news, the playoff races, a fight at second base, and, of course, the ever-so-popular ads and drops. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Play ball! Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show, presented by uh, Belly Up Fantasy Sports and Righteous Felon Jerky. I'm your host, Vince Stover. I am joined by the senior Belly Up Fantasy Baseball writer and consistent co-host of this show, the one and only Kevin Wilson. Hey, Kev. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, and um, not as good as I was earlier in the week because we had this week off. Okay. And so uh, now we're back home. I uh, did the show this morning from on location away from here. But uh, we're back home, back in the heat dome. So <laughs> we're doing what we can to survive out here in the 105-degree heat. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, it was okay here last week. Got a little muggy. Uh, but uh, it was all right. We'll, we'll take it. And uh, I think it's supposed to be okay this week, actually, as well. Here in Kentucky, of course, uh, lots of things going on in the sports world, uh, football kicking up finally and uh, baseball in the heat of things and all, all the other things going on uh, racing. If you're into that, got rained out today, half or part part way into the race. So lots of things happening, but we're here to talk baseball, primarily fantasy baseball. We'll talk real baseball as well, but let's go ahead and get things started with our fantasy burner. The Fantasy Burner segment is a uh, quick early segment just to kind of hit a fantasy topic. Of course, the trade deadline happened last week on Tuesday. If you want to get any more thoughts on that, you can go back and listen to my Wednesday show. Uh, But uh, we want to talk about fantasy players who benefit the most from the trades. And uh, I asked you to do one one batter and one pitcher. And I'm going to let you go first. I've got, of course, one as well. Uh, so I'll let you let you uh, hit it off first. All right. So in the pitcher realm, we have a literal smorgasbord of choices. Lots, lots of options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of options. A lot of pitchers went to very advantageous situations. But I think that the one that could really, really benefit has to be is the guy that you have on your roster. And that's Michael Lorenzen. Oh, we got the same guys. <laughs> I, you know what? I thought that was going to happen, but because uh, he went from Detroit, yeah. Which, despite the fact that they're the Tigers, they're a sad, you know, excuse <laughs> for a baseball team. He went to the Philadelphia Phillies, who are, as I predicted, battling for that. As a matter of fact, if the playoffs happened today, they'd be in. And so he's on a much better team, and he's a guy who can. And as a matter of fact, in uh, three of his last four starts, he's gone seven into the seventh inning, including his pre uh, premiere for the Phillies. He went eight innings, two runs, six hits, 26 fantasy points. He's been over 21 fantasy points in four of his last five games. Mm. 
So this guy, he's going to pitch it deeper into, you know, as deep as he has in, in games, and he will get more wins out of it because of a better team behind him. So I expect that he will stay at this level 20 or so fantasy points per start. And he has the Washington Nationals on right. Wednesday. Doesn't yep. get any better than that. <laughs> so the pitcher that's going to be consistently good for fantasy, that has to be Michael Lorenzen, Philadelphia Philly. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, pre-trade, he has gone 5-7, and seven, 88 strikeouts for 105.2 innings. Uh, 28 walks, and his one start with Philadelphia was phenomenal. Um, the eight the eight innings is awesome. He's going to get more wins in the second half of the season than he got in the first half uh, because, well, seven, he pitched 12 games, five and seven. That's not going to happen in Philadelphia in the second yeah. half. So that's why I picked him, too. I think he just moved to such a better situation. He was already putting up the stats, getting fantasy points. Now you're going to add a win to that, which is going to give you more fantasy points, or if you're in a cat league, give you that category that you weren't going to get from them very often in Detroit. Um, I think that's huge. And, uh, and I agree with you. I'll throw out to Justin Verlander. I think him not only getting traded, but going back to a place he's familiar with a place that he likes people that he already knows. Uh, he's going to settle in just fine in Houston. Um, I, I think his best days are behind him, but I think he's still got some really good days and I think he's going to score a lot better uh, in Houston than he did in New York as well. It's one of those things, you get that just that perfect fit. Verlander fits in Houston. Um, it's where he should end his career at. And uh, I like that too. I like Lorenzen better. I think his value takes a, a better bump up. Uh, but overall, I liked I liked all the pitchers overall. I think they all got... They all landed in, in good situations. All of them. Yeah. Basically, all of them. Um, and, the uh, other guy that I'll mention, the other, the other pitcher that I'll mention too... Uh, I'm pulling up real quick here. Um, oh no, uh, I have to find him. Sorry, hang on one sec. I gotta find his find his uh, find his stats real quick. Do, 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 do. Jordan Hicks uh, comes over from St. Louis to Toronto. You talk about a much better situation this year. Um, Don't have more leads to protect. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna get lots of opportunities. He's already gotten uh, 18 points and two appearances. Uh, excuse me. He's got 16 points and three appearances uh, in Toronto and uh, 10 points against uh, last night, I guess it was, and eight points earlier. So, I mean, it's just going to put him in a better situation all the way around. I agree with that 100%. All right. Let's go to the batter. Who, who you got? Okay. So, the guy I have, there's not nearly – as many hitters no. to select in this area. But the one that stands head and shoulders over everyone else to me is Jameer Candelario that went from the Washington Nationals over to the Chicago Cubs. And um, this is what he's done since he's been on the Cubs. He went four for five, two runs scored. Four for four, four runs scored. One for three with an RBI. Then he went 0 for three. Oh, well, reset. Two for four, a homer. Two runs scored today. So he was one for two with the RBI, a stolen base. And so this guy went from the outpost that is the Washington Nationals. That wouldn't matter if he got a hit or not. He's not getting any help from his teammates. Went to the Cubs. And the Cubs all of a sudden are legitimate concern for your Milwaukee Brewers. They, uh, they're hitting. Remember? Against Cincinnati, they scored 36 runs in a two-game span. Yeah. So, he's in the offense now. They're swinging the bat, and the wind's blowing out at Wrigley Field. I've been there. I know how much that ball can carry over there. So, he has landed in the ultimate situation, fantasy and in real baseball life to me. Demir Candelario is up far and above the hitter that's going to benefit the best from being traded. All right. So I don't disagree with you. I, I, let me say this though, as a Brewers fan, the only team, the only team that I'm scared of in the central is the Brewers. And by that, I mean, I have no idea what they're going to do night in and night out. And they're going to beat themselves more than someone else is going to beat them. But I will 
continue to push the, what I said a month or two ago uh, when the Reds went on their hot streak. I said the Cubs are going to finish in second place. Uh, the Reds will fall down to third place at the very least. Well, the Cubs and Reds played a three-game series in Chicago. The Cubs swept the Reds, outscored them 41-18 to over a three-game series. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Then they went out and took two against the Braves at the that's same right. time. Um, so that's the Cubs are the hottest team in the Central right now. They're making their run for the for the top. Again, I'm not super worried about the Cubs. I think that they're going to be decent. I think they're going to be there. Um, I, I, I'm not sure that they have the pitching staff. Um, they've got a better pitching staff than the Reds do currently. When the Reds are healthy, that might change, uh, but as it currently sits. So, um, yeah, Ken Larry was an interesting addition. There was a lot of rumors that he was going to end up in Milwaukee. Um, he did not, of course. I'm not sad that he didn't end up in Milwaukee. I think the additions that Milwaukee made have worked for him so far. I think they just missed out on not getting a pitcher, uh, but that's that's neither here nor there. I'm going to go. Um, it's going to sound homerish, but I'm going to go with Carlos Santana. Okay, the guy I talked about last week. So feel yeah. free. Yeah, I think that he's just he's in a right a good situation. Um, he's going to play every day. It's going to be first base most of the time. He'll see some DH opportunities as well. Um, he's a phenomenal defensive first baseman, which does not help fantasy, but no, it keeps, but him, keeps on him on the field. field. Exactly. And so, and he's batting in the top third right now. He's been batting third in the order since he's been there. Um, and he's been hitting decent as well on the season. He's got 233 fantasy points, uh, which is, which is decent, um, for where he's at. He's had a few six point outings, um, uh, but he hasn't been perfect and he hasn't been consistent yet, but I think over time, give him some opportunity. I think he'll come out and look just fine in Milwaukee. I think Candelario is a better option. Uh, but I think that Santana is one worth keeping an eye on as well. But you, you know, you said it. I mean, I looked at guys like what Jake Berger. He moved to a better opportunity. He hasn't been good so far since moving from the White Sox to Miami. Miami added all kinds of people um, at the trade. Right, and the Rangers just overran them this past weekend. Yeah, Miami. I'm not scared of Miami, of course. Um, yep. I, th- I think Berger's going to have a good opportunity there. I think you look at some of the additions. Uh, um, San Diego added a bunch of people too, kind of random guys here or there, a couple different first basemen. But I, at the end of the day, I think Candelario uh, and I think that uh, Santana are the two guys, batters, that probably get benefit the most from the trades uh, this this year. I, I looked at the Dodgers additions too, and I like what they did. But I don't know that fantasy-wise those batters are going to produce enough. Um, right. As I said in my article, one of them, because they're all right-hand hitters. Yeah. Some of them's going to have to sit down. Yeah. And they're not particularly good defensive players either, so that's not going to keep them on the field. I wrote an article, go to Belly at Fantasy Sports, by the way, after our show here. Yeah, or pull it up on your phone if you're watching on your computer, whatever, Uh, (laughs) at your leisure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so there you go. That's our fantasy burner, one pitcher and one batter. Uh, that benefits from the trade season. I almost went a different direction on this, Kev, and went from a guy who was currently on a roster, didn't get traded, but a trade to or away from their team actually helped them benefit more. Um, but that's a lot more research than I than I was willing to put in this week. So, <laughs> so we went with what we got. All right, let's get to our second segment of the day, our call to the pin. The playoff race is definitely right. That's the first time I've up. heard that. So oh, yeah, yeah a little, I wasn't on when that went out last week. So a little a little jollier. Uh I want to yeah. start in the NL Central today. Uh the Brewers, Cubs, and Reds are all right there. Uh Brewers have a game and a half lead on both the Cubs and the Reds. Uh the Cubs again the hottest team in the division, two game win streak, seven and three in their last ten. Uh the Reds are on a six game losing streak. Uh, which we tried to warn you Reds fans about. No one will listen to me. Um, but anyways, you know, you talked about it. The Cubs are a legit threat now. Um, I like what they did in the offseason. I like what they did not give up at the trade deadline. Right, because there was, there, was, there was rumors they were going to trade Bellinger. They did not do that. And so their offense is can be scary. Correct. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. They're the only team in the division that has a plus run differential right now. Um, right. They are at plus 73. 
and um, still don't even work. Their brewers at negative five. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, listen. You go back to that Braves series with Milwaukee. Milwaukee put up runs. They just got outscored. <laughs> they lost games like eight to six, things like that. That's not going to help them. They're going to get. They're going to be fine. They're going to secure that back end. Chafin coming over from Arizona was a good addition. Um, Williams is really good. He had his third blown save of the year earlier this week. Um, when they're when they are in proper rest, man, the back end of the bullpen's great. Um, the pitching rotation treating Burns like he's uh, Jacob Degrom because <laughs> he's pitched extremely well. Yeah, his last two times out, pitched deep in the game, gave up a couple runs, and that's it. And he still wound up without a win. You're right. Yeah. Um, so last that, night he went. He was about five and two. Uh, two thirds in, uh, right at that hundred pitch mark, and Council came out to pull him out, and and Corbin Burns talked his way into staying in the game, and uh, so Council went out there, talked to him, shook his head, patted him on the chest, turned around, and went back to the dugout. Burns got the third out, and then that was, of course, the end of his day. Um, That's what you Burns, want from your ace pitcher. Hey, I've got this. Exactly. Uh, I mean, you you got to get through six innings if you're top three pitcher in the yeah, rotation. Yeah, especially if you're the guy who can win the Cy Young Award. Yeah. You've got to give at least six. Yeah. But you said it. I mean, they, they've given up in that game. Uh, they ended up winning in the 10th, uh, and it worked out fine. But, yeah, they've given up some late leads. And, uh, the man, just that middle relief has not been good for Milwaukee. On the other side, you got the Cubs. Again, they're just charging right now. They're hot. They're doing things right. Um, at the end of the day, I still don't think they've got enough to to beat the Brewers out in the Central. But that being said, I, I've I mean, I've said it for a while. I think the Cubs are a good team. Um, I think they did the right things this year, and I think they're still a piece or two away from World Series so. talk again. But but they're a good team. And uh, I'm looking at the schedule. They got the Mets, the tumbling bumbling Mets up next, <laughs> and. Um, your Brewers got the Rockies at home. Yeah. So this battle is going to continue. And, you know, baseball, all these people. Did you watch the Hall of Fame game? Like that's, you know, must see TV. But, uh, you know, you got like Braves and Cubs, Dodgers, Padres are going on as we speak. And Yankees, Astros, there's reasons aplenty to watch baseball coming down the stretch. Uh, Phillies have, I think, taken control of the second place spot in the NL East. Um, they're, they're looking decent again. They're 10 games over 500. Uh, the Braves got the division there, There's, I don't think we need to talk about that at all, but, but no. the Phillies, I think are looking like a team you don't want to face come, come playoff time. No, I agree with that. And that's what I've been saying for a month of Sundays now. And, um, Phillies, if they get their offense rolling, which it is, and if, if Shorber could, you know, hit better than 200, that would be awesome. And so, gotta like what they're doing. Their uh, uh, Trey Turner is going to have to be the guy that we thought at some point. Yeah. And all that's going to come together, and it is coming together. And they're pitching, of course. They, you know, they got to overcome that defense. If they could do all that. They are a dangerous, dangerous team. Um, I mean, Schwarber has been it's it's been painful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been painful to uh, be a Schwarber owner in fantasy, uh, but it's the way it is sometimes. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hook up some audio real quick, and, right. and let me see if I make sure I get the right the right audio. Um, let's see here. Come on. Hang on, maybe not. If I can't find it, I can't find it. Okay, here it is. Uh, this is the other night. Trey Turner, who's been horrendous as of late. Uh, this is the other night in uh, Philadelphia as Trey Turner comes up to uh, to the plate to bat. Standing ovation in Philadelphia. Just trying to get them going. Just trying to pick them up. And I, I tweeted out, man, this is this is what fans are supposed to do. Fans are they're part of the problem now. They're tearing guys down. They're they're you know tweeting things, putting things on social media. 
and booing guys when they do bad and all that kind of stuff. This is what fans are supposed to do. And saying that about Philadelphia fans, it's kind of weird. Uh, but the standing ovation, lifting this guy up, he answers with a three-run bomb too long after uh, the next night. So, I mean, it was it was fun to see. I thought it was a, a neat thing to see how they supported Trey Turner. Yeah, it, well, when it's your own guy, you're supposed to be all lovey-dovey, trying yeah. to get the guy – to, to, as you said, you know, hit the three-run blast and all that, yeah. and um, it, I, you got to think that he's going to get that together. You got to oh, yeah. think Shorber. He's hitting one seventy-six. That's that's embarrassing. Yeah, I need him to be like two twenty. <laughs> At least hit over the Mendoza line for crying yeah. out loud. <laughs> I I think he can do because you know as we've said he can hit all of a sudden like eight home runs. Right, and, true. You know, in seven days, and so it is kind of Philadelphia is doing what they're doing, despite this, you know, the Trey Turner thing and the Schwarber thing, and and they're charging that. Just imagine how deep the team they're going to have once Schwarber does what he does, and then Trey Turner does what he does, yeah, and and all that, and so. Of course, the Braves are unbeatable. They're not. They're, they're not losing. But all you have to do is the Philadelphia Phillies proved a year ago. Get in. Just get in. And anything can happen. Exactly. NL West, uh, Dodgers and Giants have brought it down to a two-team race. Diamondbacks have fallen out. Six-game losing streak. Losing eight of their last ten. Yeah, and they uh, lost head-to-head with the Giants, and that's never a good thing. Not a good thing. Uh, and watch out, by the way, for the San Diego Padres. Uh, they won seven of their last. Get all dancey on them just yet. Now hold on. I'm just saying. I tried to tell you this was Chicago. Nobody wanted to hear it. I'm telling you, it was San Diego. Don't sleep on them. I'm not saying they're going to win the World Series. At this point, I'm not even saying they're going to make the playoffs. But they're not going to go. Nine over. games out of first, so yeah, that's nine games we'll out see, of first. They're playing the but series. They're only two and a half out of the wild card. Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn that over. Let's see. They're right there. there. Wild card race. Yep, you are correct on that. And I mean, but their problem is there's one, two, three, four, five, six teams ahead of them. It doesn't matter. Arizona's uh, ahead of them. They don't. They're yep, falling that's apart. It. And um, Cincinnati's ahead of them. They're falling apart. Uh, you know, I mean. Marlins are ahead of them. They're falling apart. I, I'm telling you, you better watch out for this San Diego team. Okay. So they're they're back in the hunt. And Arizona, what happened to Arizona? First of all, failure at the trade deadline did not do what they needed to do. Yeah, they they, they made a bullpen move, which okay, they needed to do that, but that's all they did. They made the wrong bullpen move. Uh if you're talking about Strezleski. Stres- uh, yeah. Is that who you're talking about? Oh my yeah. goodness! I I couldn't believe they took him for for Chafin. That didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. As I watched Strezleski play all year long, and could not wait to get him out of Milwaukee. Um, they brought in Tommy Pham on the offense. That they don't need the offense. They need pitching, no. and they didn't do yeah, anything. I forgot about Tommy Pham, which is easy to do, by the way. <laughs> sure, sure, why not? And he's had a couple of times where he's you know been hot, but that's been the exception rather than the rule. Yeah, and and they, as you mentioned, they didn't need him. They had other needs to meet, yeah. and they just didn't do it. Agreed. Uh, let's go to the AL. The Orioles on a four-game win streak. Toronto's on a three-game win streak. Uh, the Tampa's still in second place in the East. Uh, I got to tell you though, I, I kind of I, I I'm liking the Orioles and the Blue Jays more and more, and the Rays less and less. Am I the only one that does this? No, because you, uh, I believe that was you that talked about about Toronto earlier. Yep, yep. And um, you have to like what they uh, have on offense, and you would like it even more if Varsho ever was the Varsho that we expected him to be. And uh, But even so, but the only thing that gives me pause, because they lost Bichette, and uh, he was like second or third in, in, the, in the league and hitting. Yeah. So And people have been waiting for him to show up like that, and he did. And so they played Boston head-to-head this weekend and showed what they can do. 
So Toronto, you got to take them seriously. And if you pull that up, they are in the wild card. They, yep. if, if the wild card happened this weekend, they're in. So they are indeed. They are in. Uh, Seattle, I had given them up for dead, but they've gone eight and two of their last ten. They beat the Angels three straight. We can play taps again on them, <laughs> despite the moves that they've made. And you got to give it to them that they they said, okay, Otani, you're not leaving, so we'll add some players. And uh, but it's just it's not going to work for the Angels. Yeah, I mean that's not. the deal. They made moves. And I didn't dislike the moves that they made, but no. um, I'll tell you what, you think about the history with Mike Trout being there and now Shohei, but uh, Anthony Rendon did not do the trick. When you made the move, you probably thought, well, that wasn't a horrible move, but it didn't work out. And it doesn't look like, I mean, we've got a ways to go, but it doesn't look like the CJ Crone, the gear check, the um, uh, pitcher from Chicago that they brought in. Um, Gilito, I doesn't look like just just listen to this talking about Lucas Giolito, and I knew that that wasn't gonna. We could talk about pitchers and their fantasy bumps. It's a fantasy valley for Giolito. As uh, against the Mets, three and two thirds innings, eight runs on six hits, five walks. He pitched good Minnesota and then Toronto, and but Atlanta. Hit him up for nine runs on eight hits and three walks and three and two-thirds innings. That's 17 runs and two starts. Yeah. That just not. <laughs> not what you're looking make it that <laughs> For a pitcher that you tr- – I understand it's Atlanta. Yeah. But still, if you're the guy who's going to lead you to the playoffs, you don't give up nine runs in three and two-thirds innings. I don't care what your name is. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you did mention Seattle. Seattle's this team that they're a lot like Toronto. They've got a really good roster. They did a lot of good things um, that just didn't come together early on in the season. But now, I mean, look out, right? Eight out of Yeah, Rodriguez is, is looking up a little bit. You've got some things happening, and the pitching's been good. Uh, the problem they run into, though, is they got Houston and, and Texas above them. And That's I'm not right. sure they're going to six in a row, so they're not giving up their spot. Right. And Houston is only two and a half back from, from Texas. They're looking pretty solid as well. I mean, right now, Seattle's fighting for that last wild card spot with Toronto. Um, and I, I don't know that they can catch. The Astros. I don't know if they can catch the Rays. No, I, I'm they not sure they're, they're going to do that. They're two and a half back behind Toronto. Yeah, and so that it's doable. It's doable, but it's but certainly not good if it was a half a game. Of course, if yeah. they played the Angels every week, that might disappear <laughs> that <would help>. quickly. <laughs> but they're done playing them today. Yeah, yeah. So, there uh, goes. Uh, Minnesota's in first in the Central. They've got a four and a half game lead again. Cleveland. I thought got worse at the deadline. Uh, Minnesota just stayed steady. I, I guess Minnesota's going to take this division, but well, kind of like Cleveland's the NL Central, it's like nobody – you can help me understand this because Cleveland's in the battle. We know they're not going to go far in the postseason, but as we said, you get to the postseason, anything can happen, but they traded away Aaron Savali. Mm-hmm. They traded away uh, Ahmed Rosario. Yeah. What, what, what in the world are they doing over there? And they brought in Syndergaard, who looked okay in his first start, but got blowed up, predictably enough, in his <laughs> second start. Why in the world would they want him? That, I don't get it. So yeah, they what, gave what, up seven what, runs to the White Sox today, yeah. 12 hits. If you give up seven hits. runs to the White Sox, you should be nowhere near a major league mount. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, Despite the fact that they were in the battle, Cleveland threw up the white flag to me. And I guess they decided, well, just winning division is not enough. I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. They got swept by the White Sox, by the way. Uh, and it, no, it, they, they won the first game 4-2. Then they lost 7-4. Then they lost 5-3 today. Um, yeah, that's, if you saw what happened with the Rangers, the Rangers swept them right out of the ballpark. 
Yeah. And well, so you, you, you cannot be losing to – they had lost to, to Chicago earlier, I believe it yeah. was, before that too. And you just can't have that when you're trying to win a division. Just can't sure. So basically, uh, I think the Twins have that wrapped up. Um, but it's interesting. The Athletics are on a two-game win streak. The Nationals have been playing some <laughs> decent baseball. They're on four-game win streaks. I mean, it's even though these teams are out of the playoffs, they're not just giving up games. Uh, they're going out there and playing, and they're causing some problems for these teams towards the top by not letting them just walk away with stuff. Uh, and which is well, that's which what is you fun. want. Don't roll over. Exactly. exactly. Like the White Sox rolled over. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they took two well, against. They took two against the uh, the the Guardians. Yeah, they didn't roll well, over. Well, that's not exactly worthy to write home about, and <laughs> and so you know, because there's a lot of things that we can talk about when it comes to the White Sox. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Uh, oh, which reminds me, I almost missed it. Uh, Tim Anderson uh, decided to pick a fight with um, uh, Jose Ramirez. Didn't go well for Tim Anderson, as no. his whole season has not gone well. No. Uh, it's interesting. He drops his glove, puts up his fist. He's like, let's go. And it seems like his teammates were kind of going to hold Jose back. Well, first of all, the, the punch that Jose landed, he had his eyes closed. He didn't know what he was doing. He was just swinging. No, he was just throwing that around. <laughs> That's got to be one of the the weirdest exhibitions I have ever seen in 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 my life and i read in the paper this morning that they were like this is one of the nastiest brawls that you know we've seen a long time just because the guy got got absolutely hammered in the jaw and and just whoop, whoop, right back down <laughs> yeah it's there's certainly nothing like what happened with roughnet odor a few yeah. years ago yeah with, with the with the rangers and 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 batista and he clocked yeah. him yeah straight up bam yeah this was not that. It was kind of like, well, uh, you know, let me let me just throw my arms around a little bit. Oh, I connected. Yeah. But he landed. Right. <laughs> he landed. And then, so <laughs> he landed, and then next thing you know, Tim Anderson was on his rump. Yeah. I just couldn't see what in the world was it that that started this whole thing. So there's a little bit he of a history between the, the two guys. So, yeah, well, there's, a, there's a little bit of history between the two guys. And well, then yeah. um, Ramirez said that he tagged him a second time and kind of hit him pretty hard. And that's when Ramirez got up and started talking. And then Tim Anderson decided, well, let's let's throw let's throw fisticuffs, as they said in the olden days. And uh, it didn't work. It didn't work for Tim Anderson. Needless to say. No. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just remember, and, you know, Tim Anderson was your guy. So uh, if you yeah. want to defend him, you go ahead and do that. Now, granted, I said if he got traded. That's right. You did let's, say that. Let's, if, let's make sure we're clear on this. I said if that traded. He did not get traded. And Dylan Cease did not get traded. Right. So the if, if you're if you're either one of those guys, then you know your whole season's cratering to begin with. So and by the way, Eloy Jimenez injured during that little scuffle. Uh that's not right. what happened, but he came up limping. Uh he wasn't involved in the fight or anything, but he came out as the benches cleared, and and he started. Right. There was there was little scrums that happened after that. Yeah. And so there are going to be some people suspended. Oh yeah. Behind this, and yeah. um, I'm sure I wouldn't surprise anyone if I said, I don't know why you would, but if you had Tim Anderson, don't. Oh. If you had Tim Anderson, you haven't been listening to this show. Uh, That's right. You <laughs> have yeah. not been listening. You certainly haven't been listening to me. And so yeah, so yeah. if you have Tim Anderson. You know, take you know a he'll, shot of you know whiskey, get, whatever it is you need to do to wake up and yeah, drop he'll this. Get the guy biggest, he'll get the biggest punishment out of this. Um, he really did most of the instigation on the on the fist part of it. Uh, even though Ramirez is the one that landed the punch, I I mean Tim Anderson deserves the bigger suspension of the two. But I would guess they'll both get three games or something like that, um, and then and go from there. But. All right, that's it for this. Let's get on. We're going to go on to our fantasy focus. Oh, by the way, Call of the Pin is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. I forgot to mention that earlier. Uh, Righteous Felon is uh, partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land. They locked up the supply and guarantee the best tasting, best textured, and freshest beef jerky on the market. Visit RighteousFelon.com. Use code BELLYUP. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. So we thank Righteous Felon for sponsoring this segment, Call of the Pin. Now. 
our third segment, final segment, Fantasy Focus. Fantasy Focus is presented by BellyUpFantasySports.com, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy sports, NFL, NBA, NHL, and, of course, Major League Baseball. It's where you can find all of Kevin Wilson's articles uh, right there as well. BellyUpFantasySports.com. All right, let's get into our ads and drops this week. And I want us to start with the drops, Kevin, because I'm getting rid of some guys uh, that, first of all, i got to get rid of one guy I really don't want to get rid of. And then I'm going to get rid of two other guys that are rostered on a lot of people's teams. Uh, So let's start with our drops. And if you don't mind, I'm going to go first today, Kevin. Feel free to do so. Uh, I'm going to start off with a pitcher. From the okay. Atlanta Braves, the division leading, the National League leading Atlanta Braves, the MLB leading Atlanta Braves, Charlie Morton. He's owned in 91.1% of leagues. His okay. last four starts have been single-digit points, including a negative nine spot against Boston. In his last four games, his ERA has been 10.38, 4.50, 9.82, and 6.35. If it was just one game and then other good games before that, but it has been a four-game stretch now where Charlie Morton has absolutely stunk. And in my personal opinion, it's time to move on from Charlie Morton. Now, maybe you can trade him, but at the end of the day, I don't think he should be on your roster. And that's my All right. So I'm going to start off with a pitcher as well, a pitcher that I had on my team. Okay, and uh, up until uh, today, and uh, that's Reed Detmers of the uh-huh. Los Angeles Angels, and uh, he's rostered 36.6% of leagues, but yesterday, was that yesterday? No, Friday, against Seattle, they're battling them, as we mentioned, for life ever after in the, in, in the wild card standings, and what he does. Gives up seven runs on nine hits and four innings, negative two fantasy points. So uh, in two of his last five starts, he's given up seven earned runs. And he's only been above 10 fantasy points one time in his last one, two, three, four, five starts. And uh, we can forget the 26 fantasy he had against Arizona. And that's clear back at the beginning, at the month ago. Yeah. So that's definitely in the rear view mirror. And, I started him and regretted it almost immediately. So, <laughs> Reed Detmers needs to go. Okay. I've got an outfielder for you from the Boston okay. Red Sox. Uh, owned an 83.9% of leagues, Alex Verdugo. Uh, his uh, He only has three positive scoring games in the last 12. He has six negative scoring games and three zero spots. Uh, in those 12 games as well. He only has one home run and two RBIs in that 12-game stretch. Also, there are people producing, and Alex Verdugo is not one of them. And I am really surprised he's at 83.9% of leagues. Um, I mean, as overall, I think he's a decent person. But fantasy-wise, he's hurting you right now. It's time to move on to somebody else. I agree with that. And I'm going to go with my second guy is, is someone that we've praised. You and I, Uh-oh. in not too recent past, and uh, but it's, it's come to a halt, and that's Henry Davis of oh, yeah. Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> yeah. you know, we like him because he's an outfielder and catcher, but if he's not swinging, it's like he's allergic to his bat all of a sudden, except for that he had two hits the other day, including a home run, but yeah. that's the only game he's had any hits in over the past week. And so... One zero zero negative two. That's that's not gonna get it. You could drop him. No one's gonna pick him up. You can keep your eyes on him, and if he heats back up again, go ahead. You you, you could add him back if 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 you're so inclined. But right now, he has to hit the waiver wire big time. A hundred percent agree. I dropped him this week in the league I had I him. Too. In. Uh, yeah. I'm in, I had him in the other league that I'm in, and I did the exact same thing. Yeah, very sad. All right, here's a guy that I have not dropped, but only for one reason. And it's because I'm a Brewers fan, and I always like to hold on a little homerism in my fantasy baseball and fantasy football life. But Willie Adamas 
honestly shouldn't be on a roster right now. He's on three of mine, but he shouldn't be. 64.8% owned. He has four positive points in the last 13 games, five negatives and four zeros in that same span. No home runs and no RBIs in his last 13 games. Uh, He is killing us fantasy owners. And again, the only reason I still have him is because I'm a Brewers fan. Other than that, and I'm telling you, it's that's not a good strategy to have, but it's the one that I have. Get over it. Um, but I'm trying to help you all. I can't help myself, but I can help you all. Get rid of Will. That's right. That's what you can do. And so, uh, all right. So, uh, talked about him already. I'm not going to talk about Mr. Anderson again. Not going to do that. And so... Uh, you ready to go to ads? I could go to ads. All right, let's do that. Let's go to the additions now. Who are some people we need to add to the roster this week? Okay, so the guy that I'm going to go with to add is a Boston Red Sox. He's only at 6.4% rostered. Oh, and wow. that, he's got a great name. Cutter Crawford <laughs> is his name. That's a great name for uh, for a baseball player, even though he spells Cutter with a K. All right. <laughs> but... He went up against Seattle, and unlike my Mr. Reed Detmers, shut them out on four hits, striking out five and walking one. Against San Francisco, one run, three hits, struck out seven, walked one. So, and the best news of all, Tuesday he faces the Kansas City Royals at home. Now, if there's an elixir for success going up against the Kansas City Royals, even though they've won some games of late, don't get uh, too excited about that. <laughs> and um, if you need a pitcher and uh, someone that's that's available, and that's what we try to do is give you guys that are available. As I mentioned, 6.4% Brossard. Cutter Crawford is the guy that uh, you can find if you need pitching help. He's available. Go ahead and pick him up. All right, I'm going to go with a guy that has been mentioned on this show before, usually in the drop category and usually by Kevin. Kevin actually dropped this guy on August the 3rd. Uh, but he's a guy that has hot moments, and right now he's having a pretty stellar moment himself. It's first baseman, second baseman, Jake Cronenworth in San Diego. Cronenworth has scored three-plus points, three or more points, fantasy points in the last eight games had a negative outing today at negative one, but that's his first negative outing since July 25th. Uh, The last several games have been three points, five points, three points, four points, five points, three points, three points, and four points. That's against Texas, against Colorado, and against the Dodgers. Uh, I love having Cronenworth. He's been a streamer of mine on a couple different leagues where when I need a first baseman, I go get Cronenworth because for whatever reason, nobody wants him. He puts up some points, and then when my guys get off the IL or whatever happens, I let them go again. Well, right now, Cronenworth's having a really solid outing, and I think worth having on your team and having that first base, second base uh, eligibility helps out a bit too. Well, the only reason why I did that is because on my roster, it seems like I got like 27 second basemen. <laughs> I feel your pain. That was shortstops, yeah. <laughs> so uh, so um, I went ahead and I did drop him, as you mentioned. But if you have any need at second or first, as you mentioned, yeah, he's hot. So he I can go with that. And so my second ad is a guy that uh, you probably find this near and dear to your heart, and that's because it's Wade Miley of the Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> he's Who, back. He's back. And uh, he, uh, he landed pretty softly, as it would be against the Washington Nationals. One run, three hits, struck out five, walked two. Only pitched four innings, but it was his first start in almost a month. So, and everything looked good with that. And so, on Tuesday, he faces the Colorado Rockies at home. When you're facing him on the road, that's an entirely different prospect. But he's facing him at home. And so... He's a guy that's capable, and he has done it, of giving you 20 or more fantasy points. So Wade Miley, to me, against the Colorado Rockies at home, is a guy that's almost a must-add this week. Uh, I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with the pitcher, uh, something that might surprise you. It's a pitcher from uh, St. Louis Cardinals, (laughs) of all people. Uh, But it is Steven Matz. Uh, Steven Matz is... Last four games, all right, 
21 points against Chicago, uh, the Cubs, 19 points against Arizona, 22 points against the Cubs, and 22 points against the Rockies. He's had three straight quality starts. His last four games has been an ERA of 1.80, 0.00, 0.00, and 1.50. He is on a four-game stretch that is as good as almost anybody right now. And uh, and he is available more than likely in pretty much uh, every league out there, um, with the exception of leagues that I'm in. Uh, so Stephen Matz has been really solid. He is actually available in our league uh, currently because he just pitched. Uh, so he's kind of one of those streamers. He was dropped uh, in April was the last time he was rostered in our league, and that was by Chase Thornton. And he uh, next pitching is Saturday. And he's facing the one and only Kansas City Royals. Uh, so, again, a guy that's worth having on your team right now. And uh, good luck with Steven Motts. Okay, so you uh, obviously heard my uh, breath expel when you mentioned his name. Because he was the guy that I had as well. But I pivoted almost as fast. And uh, we've been talking about the Cubs. And one of the reasons why they're as dangerous as they are is because Jameson... Italian has mm-hmm. become a, a pitcher of note. And against that Cincinnati Reds that we mentioned, two runs, seven hits, struck out five, walked two. And uh, before that, he, he pitched six innings against St. Louis, one run, two hits, struck out four, 21 fantasy points. This is what he's done over his 31 points, 10, 19, 21, 14. He's, uh, he goes late in the games. And if he continues to pitch like that is another reason why the Cubs are going to be a dangerous team coming down the stretch. And best of all, once again, the matchup. And the matchup is almost as sometimes it's even more important than the pitcher or hitter we're talking about. Tuesday at New York Mets, the team that has given up entirely on this season. So there's no reason to fear the Mets at all. This this coming down the stretch. So Go ahead, add him, and let me see, he's at 15% rostered, so that means he is available. So, Jason Talion, I hope I'm saying that correctly, <laughs> is a guy that, uh, go out and get him, use him, stream him. He's a guy that you would like to have on Tuesday. All right, all you Brewers fans, listen up. If you take my advice and you drop, uh, Willie Adamas, because he's just been stinky as of late. And you're like, but I got to have a Milwaukee Brewer shortstop. I got the guy for you. Bryce Terrain, second base and shortstop eligible, okay. only owned in 2.2% of leagues. Uh, let's see here. Terrain's last seven. He's been batting 429. He's got a home run, a stolen base, six runs, five RBIs. He had 500 or better in eight of his last 11 games. Uh, this kid has been doing what he needs to do. Earlier in the year, he was sent down and brought back up. And since he's been brought back up, he's been really good. Had three points today against Pittsburgh. Uh, the first two games against Pittsburgh, he only scored one point each. Uh, but he had 11 against Pittsburgh on the third, where he hit the home run, three RBIs in that game. Had seven against Washington back on the first. Um, lots of positive numbers. And right now, he's a lot more productive than Willie Adamas, which is really sad to say. But it if you're a Brewers fan, got to have a Brewer. Bryce Terang's the guy to have it, right now. That is sad to say, because if you'll remember, he was my uh, bold prediction that he would be the top fantasy shortstop coming down the stretch. And uh, and apparently he said, yeah. well, well, I don't want Kevin to be right, so I'm going to shut it down. <laughs> so, oh, so, man. Yeah, so that prediction, not doing so well. Not not good yet, but it's still coming, Kevin. Don't worry. I believe in Willie Adamas. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else you need to add? Uh, that's, I'm sure I can come up with someone, but uh, no, it's fine. That, that's it. I got, for, for I got one more guy. We giving you some, yeah, we giving you some pitchers to add. Yeah. We giving some some hitters to add. So I, I got one more. Um, okay. Feel now free. This guy, this is one of you got a bench spot. All right. If you if you already have all your offensive slots filled and you don't have a bench spot for an offensive guy, then don't get this guy. But if you've got a bench spot. Tyler O'Neill in St. Louis. And the reason why I say that is he's not playing every day. He plays about two games and then sits. They've got a rotation going in the St. Louis outfield right now. Uh, but Tyler O'Neill, six of his last nine appearances, um, he has three or more fantasy points. 
He has three home runs and batting 278 in the last week. Uh, this this guy, we know he can do it. He's done it before. Um, the question is the consistency. And if he gets the opportunity, he seems to be producing right now. But he's going to sit out about every three games. And so you're going to have to – you're going to get him for two games, and he'll sit. Get him for two games, and he'll sit. Uh, so in that case, you just got to be make sure you have room for him on your roster. But he's being productive right now in the outfield. All right. So I remembered. All right. Okay. As I mentioned last week about the uh, Texas Ranger pitchers, and someone was going to have to step aside. Yeah. We didn't know who that was. And uh, as many that needed to step aside won't have to because Nathan Eovaldi is on the injured list. And all those starters stepped up. But Martin Perez, he has gone to the bullpen. Yep. He has not been seen until today when he came out in the ninth inning of a 6 to nothing game. He is not a guy that you need on your roster. And people are seeing that. He's at 18% rostered. But if you're one of those 18%, he needs to hit the waiver wire immediately. He has no value. He eventually he might pitch long out of the out of the pen, but right now it seems like the Rangers don't trust him except to come in when it's six runs better. So, Martin Perez is a guy that has no place on a fantasy team. All the other pitchers hold until we see because they all pitch well this week. Dane yeah. Dunning was, was a guy I thought for sure was going to the pen, but he pitched well. But Martin Perez is out of the rotation, so he needs to hit the wire. I agree. Very good. All right, let's go take a look real quick at what's going on in our fantasy league. Uh, Dad, who won finally for the first time in a long time last week, is going to win again this week to move up to 13-4. and four. He takes down Mike Brown, co-owner, co-founder of Belly Up Sports. Uh, Drew Childs uh, comes in and beats um, Brennan. Uh, Wops Brennan, actually. They were both on a five-game losing streak. Uh, so Drew Childs gets a win. He's at 7-10. and 10. Dan D'Amico was beating Nick Macaronis all week, but Nick battles back at the last minute and is going to pull out the win tonight. He'll move to 7-10. and 10. Dan D'Amico, the defending champ, goes to 8-9. and nine. Chase Thornton. The, That's uh, right. He beat him by four points. Four points, yep. Chase Thornton, uh, co co host there of the fantasy football show with Kevin on Sunday mornings. Uh, it takes down Nathan Nguyen, who's the worst team in our league. Uh, barely beats him, beats him by 50, but 266 points for the win. Me and Kevin faced off this week. Uh, battle of the guys at the top, both of us on five game win streaks. I scored 394 points and get beat by almost 100 points. Um, <laughs> Kevin put it in there. You wouldn't made you made an addition for today, correct? At least one addition for today. I, I did do that, and um, and he paid uh, off. It did pay off, and I saw him, and I thought, you know what? He's the kind of guy that you would go ahead and add. <laughs> so I decided, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get him. And we're talking and, about um, Chase Silas. you know, and and our you just mentioned him. Our good friend Chase should like him, Chase. <laughs> Sil Seth for the I Angels. Have no idea whether that's right or not. Yeah, and uh, I could have mentioned him as an ad. I'll go ahead and do that now. Six. Uh, hold on, before roster. you do that, before you do that, he okay. plays against Houston Ooh. next. Okay, hold. Yeah, hold, hold off on that. All right. All right, I just pulled that up. Sunday, he won't pitch till next Sunday against the Houston Astros. Yeah. So no, and uh, you, I'll probably be dropping him before you can spit. So. <laughs> <laughs> but he did get me 27 fantasy points, 12 strikeouts, yeah. one walk, seven innings, two runs on four hits. Yeah, he came up big so, today. So he came up huge. I got the 27. You did not. Because I saw. I just thought to myself, you know, Vince is probably seeing this guy. <laughs> so I'm going to go get him first. I, I ended up uh, I ended up not. I did look at him, but I had Woodruff. And uh, Miller pitching today, and I had Glasnow scheduled. He ended up getting scratched, which I you wouldn't have at the end of the day. You beat me by enough points, but uh, I thought having those three guys go, and I felt pretty comfortable without having to add another guy. Um, it wouldn't have mattered had I added even the twenty-seven points. I still wouldn't have come close to you uh, at that. I would have gotten over four hundred. But I man, three ninety-four. I can't be mad about that. If I score three ninety-four, 
I'm going to do okay most weeks. Um, and so I can live with that, uh, at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, it was a funny, it was a, it was a fun week though. And at the end of the day, I stayed pretty close through most of it. I'd say we were within 30 points. It seemed like most you, of the you time. Did, and so there, there were some moves that I probably would not have made, but I'm like, well, he's right there. And so I made some moves. They worked. Sometimes that's the way it goes. Sometimes yeah. moves work. Sometimes they don't. They did this week. So, you know, and then just as soon as I could brag about it, then I'll turn right around and step my foot <laughs> in my mouth. So I will not do so. Yeah, if, if I would have moved on from Willie Adamas, maybe I would have had a shot. But I held on to Willie Adamas uh, there this week. Now, yeah. I did. Yeah. While we were doing this show, I went ahead and added Stephen Motz to my I team. I saw that. Yeah. He's, so, yeah. So you <laughs> followed your own advice. So good on you. He's been added. Um, but anyways, we got a fun league going on. Uh, we have four weeks left. Yeah, four weeks left in our league before the playoffs hit. We only get four teams in the playoffs right now. That would be Kevin Wilson, my dad, Dale Stover, myself, and I believe Chase Thornton Chase. would be the fourth guy in uh, as of right now, as me and Chase are going to both be 10 and 7 after this week. Um, so lots of, lots of big things coming out. We got some big matchups, uh, the rest of the way as well. Um, I've got dad next week, uh, followed by, I think another tough matchup. Uh, let's see here. Then I've got, no, oh, no. Then I've got Brennan, which is easy. And then I, got Nick, which will be an interesting matchup. And I close it out with Nathan Nguyen. So I got the last week one. Uh, I just got to get the other ones along the way. I don't know what your matchups are looking like. Kevin. Well, let me just take. I'll tell you what those are. I go up against um, – actually, I go up against Chase this week. Then I go up against Dan, who is the league champion. Then Team Child, and then Mike Brown to finish off the, the fantasy week. So how I do or don't do is going to have a lot of effect on the standings because, as you mentioned, Chase is in the fourth spot. Uh, Dan is trying to battle in there. Mike is trying to battle in there. Team Child's not so much, but so now, we've got some interesting uh, coming down the stretch. My goal is to end up in third, second or third, uh, but third is most likely, um, and and face Dad in the first round, uh, and then knock him out, and you can knock out Chase or whoever else makes it, and then me and you can battle for the championship. So that's what I'm going for. Okay. Since Dad refuses okay. to take our advice on catchers, I have a good feeling I could beat them if I faced them off in the playoffs. So, uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And Chase is trying to be you from last year. Yep. Come out of uh, relative obscurity and make the playoffs. And so, as we said, you just need to make it. For the record, just so people who are listening know this, and you've been listening. If you're listening this late in the show, you probably are okay with us anyway. But – Kevin has uh, had the most fantasy points in our league by 500 points. Um, my dad and I have the exact same amount of fantasy points, 6,577 fantasy points uh, right there. And then uh, giving up points, points allowed. Um, Nathan Nguyen, who's the worst in the league, is second place in points allowed. Um, the fewest points allowed, which is crazy to me. Uh, but Kevin is first in that one too, 5,544, which of course – he doesn't have anything to do with. Uh, right. but, I can't help what others do against me. So. But when they play Kevin, they don't score well. When they play Nathan Nguyen, they don't score well. Uh, but nonetheless, when they play Dan D'Amico, they score the most. Uh, so we all want to play Dan. Uh, well, but, <laughs> I've got him coming up, so we'll see, what see what happens. Okay. Uh, well, hey, that's our show. Kevin, tell them about what you got going on, what's coming out on BellyUpFantasySports.com this week. Well, I uh, – as I mentioned at the top, uh, uh, this week I was I was off, so I still have an article about the trade that the Dodgers made, and that's not that uh, overshadowed just yet. So you can get over to the Millet Fantasy website and check that out, and uh, you can always catch me on Twitter at Kevin Six Two W I L S C A, and uh, just want to mention that uh, there are tons of baseball articles on the Belly Up Sports side, the regular sports side. So yeah. if you're into baseball, which obviously you are because you're watching our show, you need to get over there to the Belly Up regular sports side and check out those articles. They're coming out fast and furious, <laughs> including your uh, uh, power rankings. Yeah. And so 
there are tons of baseball stuff going on in the belly up world. So check all that out. Yeah, power rankings are up. They came up this afternoon. Uh, you can find them at bellyupsports.com. You can find them on my social media pages at Sports Stove. Uh, Seattle, probably the best risers this week, if I remember correct on that. Uh, top 10 stayed pretty much the same. Uh, I think one or two new new guys in the top 10 this week as well. So you can catch that every week uh, there on bellyupsports.com. Uh, if you get hungry this week, go to righteousfelon.com. Check out the beef jerky selections there. Okay. Remember and the taco flavor. Use the code, use the, the walking taco flavors. Uh, Belly Up is your code you can use for 15% off your purchase. Uh, tune in Wednesday night. Dad and I will be talking the SEC, previewing the SEC football season. We've already previewed the other Power Five conferences. And uh, so we'll continue to talk about college football. We'll talk about Major League Baseball, things going on as well. And then I've also been doing the Sports Stove Local Hour each week where we've been previewing positions for EKU football. Uh, I've got a co-host this year, Ryan Jackson, who is a defensive lineman for EKU. So we get a lot of good insight on the program and on football in general. And uh, so you can tune into that this week, too. Any episode you've missed of the Fantasy Show, uh, the Sports Stove, of the Local Hour, they're all available on audio wherever you get your podcast at the Sports Stove Podcast or, of course, on the Sports Stove uh, YouTube page as well. that's right and if you happen to miss this morning's show with chase and i because it's football season mm-hmm. and uh we talk about alvin kamara we talked about uh josh jacobs and some other fantasy relevant topics so check that out the uh, the belly up fantasy uh football show every sunday morning 10 a.m central 11 eastern where time begins apparently the Bears still suck. All right. That's it for okay. our show today. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove. See ya.